When we send anything to space, we have to pay an enormous amount of money. That's because you need to push satellites, water, astronauts up and out of the Earth's gravity well. Whether you're going to orbit or heading to the moon or out into deep space, it makes the most sense to build your structures in space out of material that you get from space. Obviously, that's easier said than done, but today I want to talk about some interesting projects that have already demonstrated that it's possible and what the future might hold for building equipment and structures in space. I keep joking about the launch date of James Webb getting pushed further and further into the future. Right now, I think we're looking at a launch date in the year 3000, but I'll keep you updated if that changes. A big part of why this is so expensive and time consuming is that you've got to build a huge complicated space telescope down here on the ground and then launch it to space where it could begin operations. The telescope and its electronics, the very definition of fragile, need to be able to survive transportation and testing here in Earth gravity and then handle the shaking and acceleration of launch. Your space telescope needs to be able to fold up within the relatively small fairing of the launch rocket. Then it needs to unfold like origami to its full size and shape once in space. Every single aspect of the mission needs to go perfectly. And if any part fails, then there's no way to fix it after. Nearly $10 billion can be wasted because a single hinge doesn't work properly. No, I, I can't even imagine it. But what if you could construct your mission in space, where it never needs to experience the gravity of Earth pulling it down, where the size of your telescope or station isn't limited by the launch fairing of your rocket? The quick answer, of course, is that we've already tried construction in space, the International Space Station. At last count, 32 separate modules, trusses, solar panels, and a cannon arm have been attached to the space station, as well as the various cargo and escape capsules on board. The first module, Zarya, was launched in 1998, and over the last 20 plus years, another 40 assembly flights using Proton, Soyuz, space shuttles, and Dragon capsules have launched additional hardware. In fact, there are still a few more Russian pieces in construction which should launch in the next few years. And all this time, it's been continuously inhabited by astronauts from around the world who help construct it. At this point, the ISS has a total internal volume of 1,000 cubic meters and a mass of 420 metric tons, and it's one of the most complicated things ever built by humanity. There's definitely an argument to be made about whether or not this was the best way to build a space station, whether it makes more sense to launch a single inflatable space habitat in one launch, or whether building modules on the ground and then assembling them in space makes more sense. But it's hard to argue against the tremendous success of an international collaboration. Space is hard, and working on it together will probably be the only way to make significant progress. As work on the International Space Station is winding down, NASA is gearing up to build its next space-based station, the Deep Space Gateway. The final configuration is still getting worked out, but it's expected to be about six modules connected together in a cis lunar orbit that would serve as a launch point for human missions down to the moon and off into deep space and onto Mars. 
It'll require more powerful rockets capable of carrying modules to a higher orbit and better shielding to protect against the increased radiation outside the Earth's protective Van Allen belts. But the project is essentially the same. Build the modules down here on Earth, launch them to space, and then have astronauts bolt them all together. And once again, it'll probably be an international collaboration, bringing together modules from many different nations. But what if we didn't use humans to build our structures in space? What if we had robots carry the raw materials and then build gigantic space telescopes, communications arrays, and space station modules on their own in space? We'll get to that in a second, but first I'd like to thank Ken Wolf, Claudio Botticini, George Palmer, and the rest of our 800 patrons for their generous support. They contribute so that you can see these videos and we can make them freely available to anyone who wants to learn about space. Join our community at patreon.com universe today and get in on the action. So what about actual construction from raw materials in space? A company called Tethers Unlimited is exploring this idea with their spider fab architecture. Instead of building and testing your telescope, space station, etc. down here on Earth, SpiderFab carries the bare minimum material to space and then builds as much as possible right there in place. Once you construct your project in space, you're only limited by the raw materials at your disposal. Let me give you a concrete example. In a previous video, we talked about the Starshade Coronagraph, a flower-shaped spacecraft that blocks the light from a star, revealing the faint light of the planets orbiting around it. With current launch vehicles, the largest possible star shade would be on the order of about 62 meters across, with a mass of 1,495 kilograms in a launch fairing of 7.7 .7 meters by 4.5 meters. The deployment phase would be incredibly tricky, with every strut and fold working perfectly to deploy the entire shade. But what if you launched a spider fab with the raw materials it needs to build a star shade? It could construct one 124 meters across with the same launch mass, but with 1 30th the launch volume. A much larger star shade would allow telescopes to detect planets twice as close to their parent star, multiplying the total number of planets discovered by about 8. Another example, a large aperture radio dish for space science or deep space communications. NASA communicates with its spacecraft using the Deep Space Network. They have a range of telescopes across the Earth, but the biggest are the 70-meter antennae, capable of communicating with the Voyager spacecraft 20 light-hours away, as well as New Horizons, which is out exploring the Kuiper Belt. At a certain point, a fully steerable radio dish is limited by what it takes to fight gravity down here on Earth. Not to mention the fact that the Earth itself is blocking half the sky all the time. Out in space, though, things get pretty interesting. According to Tethers Unlimited, they could build a 300-meter antenna, an Arecibo radio telescope in orbit with only two cubic meters of raw materials and a mass of 1,500 kilograms. 50 days after their spider fab got to work, you could have a completed space-based antenna. Want to go bigger? A Falcon Heavy could probably get you a 1,000-meter antenna send more supplies, you could build even bigger. How does it actually work? Tethers Unlimited has a manufacturing robot they call the Trussellator. It uses an onboard 3D printer to construct a continuous 5-centimeter triangular truss. 
These trusses can then be assembled together to form larger and larger structures. During a recent test down here in Earth Gravity, their trussellator prototype was able to build a 10 meter long truss that weighed only 340 grams. It took three hours to build with the truss growing at about five centimeters per minute. As a next stage proof of concept, Tethers Unlimited would like to launch a pair of CubeSats side by side and then manufacture a 50 meter truss, separating them in space. This proof of concept could then do science, like very long baseline array astronomy or help measure the Earth's ionosphere. But let's get to the best part, the mother of all telescopes. With a single launch, Tethers Unlimited has calculated that they could build a single truss 7 kilometers long, 100 millimeters wide out of raw material. Now, you could turn this into a hexagonal space platform 37 meters on a side, or a ring that's 555 meters across. That would make for a very big telescope. Reusable rockets are lowering the launch cost for getting missions into space, but I think the true revolution will begin when we learn to master space-based construction methods. Not to mention the exponential increase that will happen when we can acquire our raw materials from space itself. Then we will truly become a spacefaring civilization. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Once a week, I gather up all my space news into a single email newsletter and send it out. It's got pictures, brief highlights about the story, and links so that you can find out more. Go to universetoday.com newsletter to sign up. And did you know that all my videos are also available in a handy audio podcast format so that you can have the latest episodes show up right on your audio device? Go to universetoday.com audio or search for Universe Today on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll put a link in the show notes. And finally, here's a playlist.